I'm Amanda Pittman, and this is the Confident Woman Podcast. This podcast was created to equip you to stand confidently upon the finished work of Jesus. In this community, we'll talk about what you care about most, living shamelessly for Jesus, speaking unapologetically for truth, and bringing heaven to earth. So make yourself comfortable. We're going to chop it up, keep it real, and change the world. Hey you, welcome back to this episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm going to take a moment just to speak some nice things over you. I hope you know how special you are in the sight of God. I don't know if you've if you've heard this, but God doesn't love anyone more than he loves you. You're the apple of God's eye and his plan for you is so good. God doesn't compare you to anyone else, but he has a special path carved out for you and only you. There are things that God has placed inside of you that nobody else can accomplish. And if you're listening to this episode today, it's not by chance. I believe that God wants to impart into you a special message that is going to expand your mind so that you can have the mind of Christ and also expand your vision so that you can have kingdom vision. Before I jump in, I want to start with a little bit of a backstory, though. So my husband and I, we like going on morning walks, and we've been focused on just performing better. You know, I've been drinking more water, taking vitamins, going to sleep at an earlier time, just really tracking my overall wellness, and he's doing it too. We just want to perform at a higher level. We have things to accomplish. I'm just building Confident Woman. We're building our business, and it's going really well. And so we've been going on these morning walks just to get our day started off right and just to get on one accord and just get some kingdom vision. And we've been working on our business this year and it's been incredibly successful, more successful than we've ever experienced Um, financially, but also with our personal development. I mean, we're we're growing at such a quick rate and we love to see it, you know, Um, And we're able to invest money into various avenues to hire people and to continue expanding our vision. It's it's a really cool thing. And on this morning walk with my husband, I started to worry. I started to feel the weight of this new season that we're stepping into. I started to become increasingly anxious. And my greatest fears were, well, What if I continue to grow in success? What if we become wildly successful and then the people that we care about start to resent us? What if they take issue with us achieving? Another one of my fears was, well, what if if I don't have the emotional capacity to sustain this success? And another one was, well, what what if other Christians or believers view view our successes as immoral. So I was thinking about these things and I was speaking to a few people and even brought it up to our business coach. And I was thinking about these fears and we realized, well, they're they're really rooted in the fear of success. It's interesting. I'm not, I'm not the person who's typically afraid to fail. I see failure as an everyday part of life. 
we fail, we learn, we grow. It just is what it is. But this fear of success, this really intrigued me. So I started taking a deep dive into this fear of success and I was blown away by its ability to grip people and to hold them back from becoming who they're called to be. And then they don't achieve what they're called to achieve and they don't reach who they're called to reach. Maybe you experience the fear of success too. Maybe you fall into what I started falling into, something that I call stinking thinking. The type of thinking that bears no fruit, the type of thinking that holds you back and it eats away at your identity. It's like the vision I get in my mind is like little maggots just festering. Stinking thinking is like that. It deteriorates anything good in your life. So that's what I'm going to dive into today. The fear of success. We're going to eliminate stinking thinking and eliminate the fear of success so that we can be all that God has called us to be. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to start off with some signs. Here are some signs that you struggle with the fear of success. One sign is you set lots of goals and you achieve all of them, but it's only because you set your goals small. You aim small, you keep it small, and you achieve small. Another one could look like you just lack belief. You don't think it can be done, or if it can be done and you do achieve it, it's just a fluke or it's just by accident. You're not really big enough to accomplish that thing and sustain it for the long haul. It could also look like you sabotaging yourself. You work hard and you get close to your goals, but you leave parts unfinished or you find ways to undermine the work that you've accomplished so that you don't achieve in excellence. Another way that it could look is you worry this. You say, what if... When the time comes, I won't deliver. What if you think, I'm, I'm afraid success will turn me into something that I just don't want to be. What if this makes me a bad person? And then the last one, maybe you're thinking, people won't accept me anymore if I achieve big. If this sounds like you, then this episode is absolutely 100% for you. You are in the right place. So many Christians fear success because they have an unbiblical view of success. So what happens is they see people win by the world standards. They might use Matthew 16, 26 and say, oh, well, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and then he forfeits his soul? You'll hear a believer assume that any teaching about personal growth or achievement using biblical principles is deemed as the prosperity gospel. Not all success and not all achievement comes by way of the enemy. It's an erroneous, faulty belief. If you believe that God only wants you to be poor, unaccomplished, and unsuccessful in life, then you'll sabotage any good that comes your way in attempts to be humble. And then you'll go around trying to humble anybody else who's confident because you see their confidence as cockiness. Now, let me be clear. The prosperity gospel is that if you give your life to Christ, then God will give you health, wealth, and happiness. We do not, I repeat, we do not preach that gospel. The true gospel is that if you give your life to Christ, then your sins are forgiven, you're a child of God, 
and you have access to the love, presence, and power of God for now and for the rest of eternity, all because Jesus sacrificed his life for you, and now he is seated at the right hand of the Father. I don't know about you, but the prosperity gospel doesn't seem as prosperous as the true gospel does. You're telling me that I belong to God, I'm his child, I have his DNA, his Holy Spirit lives inside of me, I have the same access to the Father as Jesus did. I'm chosen and appointed, and God planned this for me before the foundations of the earth. Now, I can't promise you that if you give your life to Christ, you'll be rich, popular, and free from hardship. But I can promise you that if you give your life to Christ, you'll have access to the presence, the power, and the favor of God that others just don't have. And when God's hand is on you, you will see fruit. And what happens with too many stinking thinking Christians is that they fear the fruit. They fear success. They say money is the root of all evil rather than knowing that the scripture says the love of money is the root of all evil. They say, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. And they say that assuming that just because someone is successful, it means that their successes on earth are the only things that they're storing up. It's bad thinking. It's bad theology. And it's all rooted in the fear of success. The biggest barrier between you and the life you want to live is the belief that you don't deserve it. Maybe it looks like imposter syndrome. You feel like no matter how hard you work or how much you achieve at some point, any point, people are going to find you out. They'll discover the real you lurking around. They'll soon know how undeserving you really are. You're really not enough. The fear of success kills just as many dreams as the fear of failure does, but it's not talked about as much. Here at Confident Woman Co., I'm not talking to average and ordinary women. I'm not here to coach women who want to play small and don't want to accomplish anything big for the sake of Christ. I'm here talking to the women who want to break past the cast of comfortable Christianity and shake off the shackles of doubt, fear, and insecurity. So let me ask you this. Do you really think achieving something will make you less holy or less humble? Or is that just your insecurity speaking? Do you really just fear success? Are you afraid that you won't have the internal framework to sustain the success and deliver when you get there? Are you nervous that success will make you love God less? Let's take wealth, for example. Money is neither bad nor good. It's amoral. If you have poor money scripts, however, then you're, you're going to believe things like, all rich people are crooks or they had to sacrifice their home life in order to attain their wealth. Or maybe you'll even feel morally superior for having less and say things like, they have money, but I have the things that really matter in life. But it makes no sense. Money isn't inherently evil. It's the love of money that draws your heart away from the Lord. It's not keeping the Lord first. It's not loving him first. It's not abiding in him and choosing him as the Lord of your life. The scripture says you can't serve two masters. You can't serve God and money. But if you serve God, then money can serve you. 
You hear me? It's a tool. I used money as an example, but I could say the same about anything. Influence is amoral. You choose if you use that for bad or for good. Relationships are amoral. You decide whether you're leveraging a relationship for evil or stewarding it for good. Power is amoral. You choose whether you'll use the power God gives you for bad or for good. And so if you don't get the poor scripts and the stinking thinking out of your mind, you'll continue to fear success and you'll question the morality of anyone else who's successful. And it it can also be the fear of rejection. You may have experienced people reject you in the past because of your accomplishments. Once you grew past their expectation of you, suddenly you're talked about or cast in a negative light. People begin to project onto you rather than them being inspired by you or cheering you on. So whenever you have new aspirations or new goals, you fear actually going after them. You fear actually accomplishing them. Because what if your friends and family reject you? Here's the truth. When the hand of God is on you, it doesn't matter what anybody else says about you. God will continue to get the glory out of your life, whether others like it or not. Don't fear success and don't fear rejection. Fear God. Trust me, when you fear God, everything else will fall into place. A great depiction in the Bible of what I'm conveying to you is with the story of Joseph. Joseph was chosen and appointed by God. When he was young, Joseph had this prophetic dream that he would be wildly successful and that his brothers would bow down to him. And he told his brothers and that made his brothers jealous and they sold him into slavery. But that still didn't stop Joseph's success. The favor of God was still on his life. He goes on to accomplish many great things like working for Potiphar. The Bible actually says in Genesis 39.3 that Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything that he did. Again, in Genesis 39.23, it said the Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. So not only was the Lord with Joseph causing him to succeed, but Potiphar noticed that the hand of God was on Joseph, causing him to succeed. And it was even after Potiphar's wife falsely accused him of rape and he was thrown into prison that he was elevated to second in command in all of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. He had power, he had influence, he was wildly successful. Another great example of this is the story of Job. Job was such an upright and successful man that the Lord suggested to Satan that Satan should test Job just to prove the quality of a man man that Job was. The Bible describes Job as wealthy, blameless, and upright. He had it all going on. And God boasts to Satan about Job's goodness. And Satan argues that Job is only good because God blessed him abundantly. I mean, he wouldn't really be faithful if he took that all away, right? So Satan goes for the jugular. He kills off all his livestock. He kills off all his servants. He kills all his 10 children. And not only that, but even as Job was grieving the loss of of everything, he was devastated. Satan torments Job 
with his horrible skin sores all over his body. So he's in pain emotionally, mentally, and physically. And then on top of that, Job's wife tells him to curse God and die. And all of his friends accuse him of doing something wrong. They're saying, well, I mean, surely you must have done something wrong for God to punish you like this. Because that's the only reason why, why God would have you go through something this horrible. In the end, God eventually restores Job's health and God doubles his amount of property. He blesses him with more children, new children, and grants him this long, prosperous life. Prosperity is not a bad word, especially when it's the Lord who gives it to you. Job really went through it, but he was chosen by God and that made all the difference. See, it's not just the enemy that will bless you with success. God will make you successful if he has a plan for you in it. God's plan for you is good. He just wants your priorities to be straight. Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Meaning that God doesn't have a problem with blessing you. He just wants you to put him first. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So God will work all things together for you as long as you're called by him. Matthew 6, 33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. So God doesn't have a problem with providing for you. He just wants you to seek him first. Give God your first fruits. Give God your whole heart. Give God your devotion and your attention. Fear God. We seek God, not success. We pursue Jesus, not purpose. We delight ourselves in the Lord, not the things of this world. However, once your priorities are straight, you've got a job to do. And you can't afford to be sabotaging your successes because you fear rejection or because you don't think you're cut out for it or because you think God wants you to be broke and stale in all that you do. It's time to think big. It's time for you to assume a posture of confidence, not a false confidence that's rooted in what you can do or how well you can perform. It's time for you to assume a posture of confidence, not cockiness or boastfulness or pride. No, it's time for you to assume a posture of confidence. The confidence that can only flow from a place of identity. This is the confidence that says, I am because he is. It says, I am chosen. I am a child of God. I'm not here by chance. I have a life to live and things to accomplish. It's time to multiply. If God is for me, who can be against me? I will succeed because God is on my side. I won't fear people's opinions. I won't fear the load of success. I won't fear losing sight of what's important. The only thing I fear is dying, knowing I didn't do what I knew I can do on earth because I feared any and everything but God himself. All right, guys, that's the end of today's conversation. If you're a part of the Confident Woman community, then do your part. Leave a review, a five-star podcast rating, and spread the word. If you haven't already, join our Facebook community and follow us on Instagram at Confident Woman Co. 
As always, stay confident.